Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome to another episode of God Wants to Talk to You. Very excited to be here. Uh, before we get going, I wanted to send a thank you and gratitude to everybody that reached out to me after the last one. A lot of people uh, just showing uh, love and, and uh condolences about the loss of my friend. I greatly appreciate that. It's been a, a rough week and uh, the kind words have been greatly appreciated. I, I really look at you guys as a blessing here. So thank you very much for that. Very, very cool. You can always reach out to me too, by the way, on to the Instagram account. God wants to talk to you. And uh, also uh, I was looking through people checking out the show and we've got listeners all over the United States, I saw Alaska, which is still the United States. I saw people on there. Uh, I saw Brussels, and then I saw uh, new downloads in Uz, uh, Uzbekistan. I <laughs> Sorry, I screwed that up, but that is in uh, Eastern Europe, and very, very cool to have all of you listening and everyone here in the United States. Shout out to you. I did most of my radio career in Los Angeles, a uh, little in New York, and then I did the SiriusXM and which was all of the United States and Canada. But slowly but surely, people are finding us here. Never as Michael. So you guys know, I, I've told you I'm, I'm an old radio guy, but I have the, the gift of doing radio. And I just, it hit me in church one day to do this very podcast as a way of giving back and to try to get people to read the Bible because I believe God wants to talk to you. In fact, he kind of told me he wanted to talk to you in a, weird thing after I prayed about doing this podcast. So it's very cool. I'm excited about doing it. And tonight I'm going to do something different on the podcast. Normally what I do is I'll tell you, Hey, I'm going from the book of, of whatever chapter, da, 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 da. And then I read it and then we talk about it tonight. I'm going to do it a little differently. I'm going to read a chapter to you. It's a little long chapter, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen to this chapter and think about who they're talking about, is the author speaking of themselves or are they talking of someone else? And who might have wrote this if it wasn't, if it was the person talking about themselves? So think about this. Think about all of this as I read this to you. And then I want to come back with some really cool insight into what we just heard. So here we go. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer, by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One, you are the one Israel praises. And you our ancestors put their trust, they trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me. For trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. 
roaring lions that tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes amongst them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For your dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. All right, that's a pretty cool reading there. And here's what I find so fascinating about this particular reading in the Bible. A lot of controversy, but I have always talked about the Bible is a whole book. Most of the time I'm reading from the New Testament, in particular from the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, who were the writers of those books, and they were the actual disciples of Jesus who were eyewitnesses to those events, and they all give their account, and they all most of the time that they have a lot of overlapping stories because they were all there for that situation throughout Jesus's three and a half year ministry. They were with him every bit of that. This is not a book in the new Testament. This was written by King David or is it accredited to King David? And it's one of the Psalms. It's the 22nd Psalm. Now we know that Jesus is a descendant of David, and it's pretty crazy that this was written about 587 years before Jesus was ever born. Yet how many things in this one psalm are incredibly direct about Jesus? It is, uh, the opening line is incredibly famous because it's what Jesus cried out while he was nailed on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He yelled that out while he was on the cross. That's what he said. As He uh, he had already been beaten 
and he was now crucified and hanging on the cross to die. And he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's how this psalm starts. So you're like, wow, that seems like Jesus. Then the most controversial point of this entire psalm that many uh, Jewish people say for years and years and years and years, their defense against this being uh, basically of being a prophecy that was written by King David as opposed to just a coincidence um, was that he didn't say they pierce my hands and my feet. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. They say that the Christian authors of the New Testament added that into that psalm that it never said that. And then what happened to kick that in the butt is the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls have been not only a treasure for Israel as the most, the oldest, most ancient writings of the uh, the original Old Testament or the Torah, and in the in those those said they used the word in the, in the translation, the literal translation that they used, basically meant pierced. So they pierced my hands. Some people say, no, it was said the lions and they changed the word. And then when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, those scrolls said they pierced my hands when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls about the Psalms and Psalms 22. So that shot that in the butt. It is an amazing thing how the Bible comes together, how the Old Testament, and many times like this instant, predicts the New Testament. And how many times everything is fulfilled through Jesus. And if I read that to you and you thought, oh, that was, you know, maybe something Paul wrote about Jesus, you could understand that. You could, that's believable at that point, but it wasn't. It was written by King David or credited to King David, written by someone in in his time, because the Psalms are credited to be written by David, who happens to be like the great, 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 great grandfather. And now even more awesomeness just to into this is so King David Abraham is is the the father of all uh Judaism and in Christianity for that matter. So between Abraham to David was 14 generations. So J- D- David is the grandson removed 14 generations from Abraham. Then from King David Till the Babylonians came in and tore down the temple and crushed all of Jerusalem was 14 generations. And then from the time that all of that happened was 14 generations later from the same bloodline, Jesus was born. <laughs> the Bible is amazing. There's It is such a complex puzzle that if you sit down and start bringing the pieces together and then when you start to see the whole picture of putting all of these things together it is amazing it's what i've really come to love about reading the bible why i encourage you here on god wants to talk to you to pick up the bible and to read the bible because there are so many things in there that are like wow that was this and wait wait a minute and when you hear that was that was 600 years before jesus was ever born that was written Yet Jesus quoted that while hanging on the cross 600, yeah, over 600 years later, because at that point Jesus was a little over 33 years old when um, 
he was crucified. So the fact that that was written by David that long ago, and there are so many just direct things. The also the part about they took my garments and they cast that that we all know that we all know that when. Uh, Jesus was brought in and had whatever that mock trial was where Pontius Pilate had him. And then Pilate didn't want anything to do with it because they they feared Jesus because they heard the stories of the miracles. Most people believed he was of God, even though they didn't you know believe he was the actual son of God. And, and, and they were they, they were afraid of him. And so uh, Pilate sent him to the king. And was like, hey, go here, go up here and talk to the king because Pilate didn't have anything to do with it. And then when the king, Jesus wouldn't talk to him and just sat there and he wouldn't talk to Pilate either. He wouldn't defend himself because he knew he had to be crucified. He knew what was going to happen. That's what he needed to do. So he sat there and said nothing to them. But before the king sent him back to Pilate, they put him in a really fancy garment, like a, I think it was a purple garment, and they sent him back. And then when they got him and then Pilate finally said, all right, we're going to crucify him. Go ahead. And he's like, his blood's not on my hands. And he sent him off to be crucified. Well, before they flogged him, they the guards cast uh, dice or whatever so that they, they could see who, who got to win his garment, which was a very fancy garment that the king had put on him as a joke, mocking him before he sent him back to Pilate, who eventually crucified him. So that's in there. There's so much in here that is... An, an exact mirror of the crucifixion. Yet it was written 600 years before. So once again, another thing in the Bible that is just amazing. And I love reading the Bible. I Hopefully you do too. I encourage you to pick it up and to start reading. And if you want to read this one yourself, go to uh, Psalms 22. And you could hear th- uh, that whole story that I just told you. And remember, it was written about 600 years before Jesus. That is amazing to me. So hopefully you find the same amazement and have a love and thirst for the Bible and you can pick it up and read it. It's the weekend. Hopefully you go to church this weekend if you go to church. And if not, I thank you so much for coming here and listening to me ramble on about the joy I have in the Bible because I really love it. And going to this is like, whoa, this is crazy. This was written 600 years before Jesus was ever born, yet it seems like it's totally about Jesus. That's because it probably was. I don't. King David wrote it because he was being pursued oftentimes, and there was always somebody after him, but ends up being the great, 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 whatever you want to call it, grandfather of Jesus, and voila, he's the one that wrote that. It's just amazing. So pick it up, read it, love it. God wants to talk to you. I appreciate you. Once again, thank you so much to those that reached out to me. I appreciate you guys. And if you ever want to reach out to us here, this is how you do it. And I'll talk to you next time on God Wants to Talk to You. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.